0: It's the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. T Wolves lose two in a row for the first time this season. I got Wolves expert Tyler Metcalf. He's going to help me break it all down. It's all coming up next on the Lockdown Wolves Postcast. You are Locked On Wolves Postcast, part of Locked On Minnesota on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. T-Wolves, they struggle versus the big men again tonight. They fall to Zion and the Pelicans, 117-106. They dropped to 24-9 on the year, just their second loss at home. All season. What's happening, everyone? Back in the lab, back at it. Another T Wolves postcast episode right here on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota Network. You got myself, Luke Inman, at Luke underscore Spinman. That's the man, Tyler Metcalf. He's on Twitter, at Team Metcalf11. And before we jump into all the action, quick reminder tonight's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. That's code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. All right, let's jump right into this one. Lots to cover. Wolves had lost two in a row this year heading into this one. And you knew that, that now that the Pelicans were kind of back to full strength, they were going to be a tough out tonight, man. They've been red hot. Even on the back end of a back-to-back, when healthy, they've been balling out, man. And I kind of went into this one thinking win or lose, This was just going to be a really good test for the Wolves. See where they're at. They were going to get challenged against a really good, talented, fully healthy now team that who knows, man, you could end up seeing this team come playoff time. Just give us your major headlines, major observations to kick things off
1: uh pelicans are a real deal when they're healthy and i mean you mentioned they're back to full strength they were still missing trey murphy tonight who is arguably their best three-point shooter one of their best athletes one of their best defenders too so you throw out him out there on the wing um and they're looking even more deadly so I, i think they're a real team to keep an eye on battling for home court advantage come end of the year and it was a real test in terms of physicality and toughness tonight for the Timberwolves. And they did not pass at all. Um, they got bullied all night and they kind of quit mentally uh, pretty early on.
0: Yeah. The major atopic theme kind of trend I- I'm personally seeing, uh, I'm curious if you agree, I'm sure you will, but this team, they just haven't been able to match up physicality with other teams when the other team has a bully or two in the paint, right? And Pelicans, by the way, I mean, you kind of touched on it nine and three in their last 12. If you watched any of that run during their last 12 games, they could be 12 and 0 during that stretch. I mean, they ran into a fresh John Morant twice. Uh, they kind of gave one away to Houston as well. But you look at the shooting metrics here. Let me pull them up. I mean, they are what they are. Pelican shot almost 60%. Um, but back to the Wolves kind of struggling against physical teams. You just gave up 39 to Randall on Monday in New York, 33 to Anthony Davis in the Lakers, 51 to Joel Embiid. Zion, he had his best shooting performance, I believe, up to that point, anyways, 36 points last time they played. I think he ended up 23, 24 to 9. I'm not saying that these guys don't give every team fits because they do, but it feels like the wolves inability to defend some of these guys without following especially knowing these guys are going to attack you they're going to get downhill it's just one kind of glaring issue as of late that they they just they haven't always matched up with the physicality enough versus good bigs in this league and that's something i think they got to get better at how do they stop these guys and not give up So many ticky tack fouls along the way, like they've tended to do this year. Is it a matchup issue, coaching thing, basic fundamentals? What is
1: it? Yeah. And a lot of it comes down to just kind of fundamentals and uh, discipline. Um, Mm I mean, tonight, the, the last time they played the Pelicans, fouls and free throws were a major issue, but that really wasn't the case tonight. I mean, the Pelicans got called for 11 more fouls than the Wolves and the Wolves had 10 more free throws. Than the Pelicans, so I know there's some ticky tack stuff in there, especially with Rudy, which immediately takes him out and obviously just destroys the Timberwolves' rim protection for the entire game. Uh, really bad game by Rudy; he just didn't make an impact at all tonight. Um, but when when you kind of listed all those stars who have gone off against the Wolves, a lot of it comes in the mid range. That's where their defense wants to funnel shots for most players. It's an inefficient shot that you want to force guys into, but you got to start throwing different looks, especially out of the pick and roll, because when those stars are able to kind of get downhill, get into their pockets in the mid range in that 15 foot range, that's a really, really good shot for them. And when they're consistently able to step into it um, and the most kind of deterrence that they're facing is a late contest by their initial defender. It's really easy for them to kind of get, get in a groove. We saw that with Julius Randle, Embiid, uh, SGA. Uh, we saw it tonight with Brandon Ingram. It just it not it working. the The point of attack stuff hasn't been good enough. The screen navigation hasn't been good enough. And tonight, they were really trying to throw a lot of bodies in the lane and at the rim to clog stuff up and make stuff really difficult for Zion and the rest of the team it didn't work at all pelican shot 75 percent at the rim but then that that extra help there also created all of these open corner three opportunities for guys like herb jones herb jones is shooting 33 percent from three on the year he started off four four for four finished four for five Jeez. Uh, because he's left wide open and again uh pelican shot 66.7 percent from the corner on corner threes tonight 8 to 12 um that's Almost double the frequency on corner threes that the Timberwolves have been giving up all season per game. So it, it was a flawed uh, defensive scheme that didn't work. A couple ticky-tack fouls uh, on Gobert kind of eliminated that ability to throw bodies at the rim. Uh, Hot Herb Jones just dismantled that ability to kind of leave him alone and not guard him. We saw them do a similar thing with uh, Lou Dort against the Thunder, where they are trying to dare these non-shooters to torch them and recently they kind of have been
0: yeah yeah and and you mentioned it too the rebounding though really stuck out to me i think jim pete said like mid-third quarter the wolves starters had six rebounds six through two and a half quarters of play i mean pelicans had a 25 13 advantage if i remember correctly at that point mid-third quarter and it's boring it's mundane but something the wolves again just kind of struggled with, especially against, again, just some some quality big men. All right, we'll keep diving into this one right after a quick word from Game Time. Quick reminder: Tonight's episode brought to you by Game Time. You should never have to worry when buying tickets to any big event. That's why Game Time—it's the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets to any local event, like concerts, comedy shows, sporting events, even Broadway theater—and with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Personally, for me. I love that view from the seat feature they offer, so I can get a real look, an accurate visual, if you will, on where my seats are going to be, so I know exactly what to expect before you spend all that money. And with their all-in prices, Game Time shows you exactly how much you're spending with no hidden fees. It's time to take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. See for yourself how easy it is. Create an account. Use code. Locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Again, just create any new account, redeem your code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed game time terms apply. All right, let's pick it back up here. Uh, 60% shooting, I I believe. They entered with the Pelicans tonight. 45-ish percent from three. Wolves about 38%. A couple minutes left. Last time I checked, 25% from three. So, yeah, just rough shooting night all the way around. Uh, What's the biggest issue you've noticed these past, just two games? I haven't talked to you in about a week. The past two games, the New Year's Day game in New York, now this game. Biggest issues you've noticed specifically when it comes to this, you know, once dominating best number one defense in the league starting to just bend a lot more than we're used to seeing the first two months of the year
1: yeah I think with the defense specifically it's the the point of attack guys and their kind of inability to navigate and get around these screens um I I I still think Jaden's an awesome defender I still think Nikhil's an awesome defender but that consistent ability to keep guys out of the paint and just make their lives a lot more difficult not effortlessly walk into these 15 foot jumpers is really starting to take its toll. And that, that it's all part of their kind of defensive scheme, which again, works against 90% of the league. But when you have these elite, you know, six, eight to seven foot, uh stars on the opposing team that's a really easy shot for them and that's a really easy way for them to kind of get in the groove of things and get to 30 in the blink of an eye um and then once they kind of start doing that and the guys the point of attack defender still isn't getting over that initial screen then just instinctually help defenders are starting to rotate a little more and we're seeing those kickouts to shooters on the outside or you know lobs um at the rim as Rudy now has to step up because he's sick of seeing this guy knock down the eighth straight jumper in mm-hmm, his face. Mm-hmm. So it it's it all stems from that point of attack, and it just hasn't been what it was um, in the first kind of half of this year.
0: Yeah, offensively, too, you can start to see teams have taken away Rudy Gobert's roles now. How, how does Coach Finch get him more involved again in a way that suits him best, obviously, suits his skill set? Because sometimes when they try and create things for him, everything just – kind of looks a little out of sync pending on who's on the court, obviously, but especially the last few weeks at times. Yeah. And
1: it's really tough because this is just a, it's a bad shooting team right now. Yeah. And, you know, Jaden's not a big time shooter, but he's typically capable one of three mm-hmm. tonight. You know, it wouldn't be nice to see that. Those attempts up around five mm-hmm. um, because I do think he's closer to a 38, 40% three point shooter, especially from the corners, Carl Anthony Towns again, in the shooting slump ever since that injury, 0-4 from three tonight, and shot well. But outside of those three guys and outside of Nas Reed, there's no one else on this team who really consistently can shoot off ball. I know Mike Conley is, but when we're talking about getting Gobert lobs and stuff, Conley's the only one who is consistently doing that. Mm -hmm. Uh, For a while, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Troy Brown were the only guys we were kind of occasionally getting these outbursts of three from. And now we're not even getting that from them. So it's tough because all of these teams are really aggressively collapsing off the corner shooters for this team and really helping and disrupting Gobert. So when he does roll to the rim, he's rolling through traffic. He's rolling through two or three guys who are in his way. He doesn't have great hands to begin with. So when there are a bunch of hands and limbs up there kind of contesting the ball, he's not catching it cleanly and he doesn't have the opportunity to do so. So a a bit more of that kind of empty corner pick and roll uh, with Conley where uh gobert has more of a free free lane to roll it roll into as conley dribbles middle he has that whole empty corner there's really no help side defender there i, th- I think a little more of that um when they do run it it's super effective a little more of that could help but other than otherwise this team just needs to add shooters off the bench
0: yeah well said good breakdown there and and they weren't atrocious like we've seen in some previous games only 13 tonight but Because I haven't talked ball with you in over a week, I'd be a little remiss if I didn't bring up the turnovers to this year. Second highest turnover rate in the league, 29th in turnover rate offensively. And, you know, I know Ant and Cat are, are more to blame for a sheer volume standpoint, but Ant's turnover rate actually down this year, his assist rate is up I believe three maybe four points and his usage rate is up as well so obviously he's got the ball in his hands more often so yes by virtue yeah he's he's gonna have more turnovers on paper but the rate in which those are happening actually have gone down I thought that was kind of interesting but then there's some other guys you just maybe wouldn't expect Kyle Anderson maybe the the worst turnover rate of his career right now he's been a mess and it's been a consistent problem now this long here, I feel like you just can't expect to make a deep run in the playoffs. I wouldn't think anyways, turning the ball over as much as they have. But as I say that, you know, I say that out loud. I think about it. they've still been winning games despite of it, though. So there's kind of this little tug and war there, a little bit of give, if you will. And even though, you know, they've, they've turned it over 20 plus times in some of these games, they still win at the end of it, too. So you think... I think to myself personally, it's just like, okay, if they cleaned up and went from 29th to say 18th, which okay, 18th, still worse than middle of the pack. So not really asking for anything crazy or you know, off the wall unrealistic. All of a sudden, these last 14 games, maybe that's the difference between 10 and 4 and something like 12 and 2 instead. So there are some concerns in general, like there is for every team, even the best ones in the NBA. But in general, I I, I still think they're playing some good basketball I know they've lost their last two didn't necessarily give their a plus performance I don't know though if there's any major major concerns here right now I mean are there all ask you I mean I tend to I guess I tend to lean towards the thinking that right now you're seeing a mixture of tougher competition and then the wolves have yeah they got some sloppiness they just need to start cleaning cleaning up not a talent issue though I don't think it's a coach, coaching issue anything like that but Let me give the ball to you. I mean, are these turnovers something you think could and or should start to even out, I guess, during the course of a full 82-game slate? Like, what's the biggest catalyst, I guess, for these turnovers in your eyes? And and how fixable are they?
1: Yeah, and so... I'm concerned about them, but not ready to necessarily hit the panic button. Um, when we look at their turnover rate, it's third worst, or I think coming into tonight, it's third worst in the league and the teams surrounding them are Detroit, San Antonio, Utah, Charlotte, um, Mm. of the worst teams in the league. And when the, the wolves are too good to be mentioned in any conversation with those four teams, unless it's talking about hopefully a 20 point blowout against them. Um, and that that on its own is kind of concerning um when i think of really good teams who turn the ball over a lot the only ones that i can really think of over the last handful of years are those golden state those prime golden state warriors teams but the difference there was that there's constant ball movement constant player movement the ball is zipping all over the place they're taking chances their floor spacing is insane that's not the case with this Timberwolves team. A lot of these turnovers are them driving into space, them not having, uh, attention to detail and just being lazy with passes. Um, you mentioned Kyle Anderson where last year when that ball's getting kicked out to him in the corner, he's at least taking the shot. He hit it at like a career high rate, which I don't Mm -hmm. think was realistic to expect him to repeat. But now instead of that, he's just driving into traffic where there are four guys waiting for him because they know he's not going to shoot it and even if he does really good odds that he's not going to make it um so he's just a lot of just kind of driving into traffic with no real plan or no reliable outlet to kick out to because there just isn't that shooting on this team to help space the floor um tonight they did a much better job all around taking care of the ball Ant was you know he had six of their 11 turnovers and a lot of that was just a really loose and lazy handle Mm um i i think his playmaking like you mentioned has grown tremendously this year this is the best he's ever passed the ball this is the best he's ever seen the floor so recently the ball security with him has been an issue but in totality this year it's been it's been really good and really important strides made as him being that number one option so worrying about it red flags are starting to pop up but nights like tonight you know they showed that that this team is capable of taking care of the ball and when you cut down those turnovers those point you know the the opponent's points again or points off turnovers goes down from 20 to 10 or 12 right that that changes you know, a clutch game into an easy
0: win. Give me a quick 60 seconds on the Pelicans. I, I don't really know them in depth like you do. They, they really haven't been healthy like they are now. I mean, pretty much all year. I know you mentioned they're still missing a great three-point shooter as well, but you, you can see it during these last 12 games, can't you? Now that they are close to healthy, nine and three run, they could be seriously dangerous when we get to the playoffs in the West. What, what's your quick snapshot on them and, and what they could look like, I guess, down the stretch into the playoffs?
1: Yeah. And they're just massive and so good around the rim and when they are healthy and have guys like Brendan Ingram, um, CJ McCollum hit, hitting his shots, Trey Murphy, healthy, uh, A lot of just real versatile at-rim and three-point finishers and scorers. Um, And then just a ton of athleticism and length and size on defense between Dyson Daniels, Herb Jones, Najee Marshall. Uh, You know, Even Brandon Ingram can hold his own. Valanchunas is just a monster in the post. Trey Murphy's an awesome defender. So there's just a lot of size and athleticism and length that opponents have to deal with. And when they're getting to their spots and hitting their shots,
0: they are really, really hard to deal with. And credit the Pelicans, by all means, absolutely. They balled out. They've been red hot. They are legit, but... On the Wolves' end, I just, I mean, they just didn't put forth the best effort tonight. And they didn't have the energy to match their shooting and physicality, not tonight. So Wolves have been through a a tough stretch of games with them in New York, back-to-back and all that. But rest assured, it just doesn't get any easy. You can't just say, all right, well, we had a tough little stretch there. No, we're going to go over the schedule here right after we come back. It does not let up. We'll take a peek at the schedule before we wrap up. But first, I got a quick word from FanDuel. Quick reminder: Tonight's episode brought to you by Fanduel. Right now, new customers, you're getting $150 in bonus bets when you win just a $5 money line wager. $150 in bonus bets when you throw down just a $5 on any money line wager. I love the uh, Dallas Cowboys this week. If you haven't checked this one out, first Washington, 13 point favorites. You take them to win outright and you could win $150 in bonus bets back. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on all the action. The app, so easy to use, and they got everything you need. Money lines, parlays, prop bets, you name it, they got it. FanDuel's got everything you need to bet on the entire NBA season, and it's by far the easiest and simplest betting app to use. Go check it out for yourself. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on today. America's number one sports book. FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. All right, as mentioned, schedule doesn't really let up much here. Uh, Let's see, what do we got? Rockets, okay, Rockets. Mavs, again, just saw them last week. Magic, Celtics, Blazers, Clippers. Uh, I've been literally coming on the show and saying, man, this is a gauntlet for like six weeks in a row, man. That's how it feels anyways. Um, What sticks out to you, though, the most about this next four, five, six game stretch?
1: Uh, There are some real dynamic wings and forwards that are mm. really going to test interesting how real this team's defense is. Mm-hmm. Um, Houston, you know, the Rockets have sucked plainly uh, these right. last couple of years, mm-hmm. but they've been real good at home. I think they have like two wins on the road, but they only have like one or two losses at home this year. So they've been really good Uh they're, They've really turned their defense around another real physical team. Um, you know, we we're familiar with Dylan Brooks from his days in Memphis, um, but, they're they're going to get into the wolves. They're going to challenge them physically. They're going to try and bully them like the pelicans kind of did tonight. So it'll be fascinating to see how they kind of respond to that. Then with Dallas, uh, Dallas, Orlando, Boston, you know, you have Luca, you have Paolo and Franz, and you have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Plus, you know, obviously Drew, Der- uh, Derek White, Porzingis. They're loaded, so it's going to be a real test, um, and it's going to be a great kind of snapshot of how real this Timberwolves team wants to play. Uh, they've stepped up against their you know high level competition all year, but these are four teams that are that could very easily be in the playoffs. Uh, two of them have championship aspirations, so it's like, all right, it, if you want to be in these teams' class, you gotta you have to absolutely prove it here
0: yeah no argument. super tough stretch it just doesn't let up as mentioned I, I even with the two losses though and and how bad they've looked at times right getting down 2022 20, in some of these games I still know most of these teams are also thinking hey we got the wolves on paper yep. oh no all right this is a tough matchup too so I mean that's all solid consistently they've been now through almost 35 games too and Jeff just mentioned too in the comment section four road games in a row and back to back there between the Magic and Celtics too so as as if things weren't you know on paper anyways hard enough ah, four straight row games man that that's going to be tricky as well uh last one here they mentioned it on the Minnesota basketball party today. I only caught the first 10, 15 minutes. I got to go back and finish that up. Make sure to check that episode out if you haven't already, by the way, each and every Wednesday with Reggie Wilson from CARE 11, Ron Johnson uh, from the Ron Johnson Show, host Sam Ekstrom, our boy Jack Borman, Ben Beacon, host of Locked on Wolves podcast. You got the whole gauntlet over there. But they were talking about Chris Finch has the second best odds behind the uh, the OKC coach um, to win uh, coach of the year. I-, I was just curious your quick thoughts on that. And if you think he could win it, I guess when it's all said and done. Yeah. And
1: I, I really think it's going to come down to unfortunately who the higher seat is. Um, yeah, I-, yeah. I-, I think what Finch has done with this defense specifically has been incredible. Um, kind of piecing together a team that no one really thought was going to work last year. It didn't work last year. And you know, they're the number one seed right now. Uh, Mark Dagnall from OKC has some people are already um, lauding him as one of the best coaches in the league he's done an incredible job of kind of implementing a system and a culture um, and a play style there with a lot of really young guys and they've kind of exceeded expectations here so it'll be really interesting to see how they hold up throughout the season and down the stretch because there's still so much basketball left to be played um, but i'm based on how this season has gone i i think those are easily the the two front runners
0: it's so funny, you know, I, I'm NFL guy, my mind immediately goes to the NFL, I think about the NFL MVPs you mentioned, probably going to come down to who's the higher seat, just like the NFL MVP, it's like which which guy carried their team deeper into the playoffs, usually into the Super Bowl, at least those final four, final eight teams, usually ends up getting that award, so kind of similar scenario there as well. Uh, well done tonight, as always, Wolves fall to the Pelicans, 117-106. They dropped just their second game at home all season. As always, huge shout out to everyone that joined us in the postcast, in the comments section. Rest assured, we're going to be back each and every game, same time, same place, right here to break it all down. Quick reminder as well, go check out all of Tyler's work on Twitter, at Team Metcalf11. Uh, anything new? I know we haven't talked 10-ish days. Anything new since the last time we spoke that uh, you know we should be on the lookout for NBA fans, Wolves fans specifically? Anything we can dive into?
1: Uh, just the, the team over at canishoopers.com just has awesome work going up. Every day. Um, So make sure to go check that out. And if you're a big college basketball or NBA draft fan, go check out noceilingsnba.com. Team over there is doing awesome work as well.
0: Yeah, they're absolutely killing it. Make sure to go check that out. Uh, That'll do it for us tonight. Next on deck, Houston Rockets in Houston. That's Friday night. Join us again right here for the entire recap. And make sure to follow all our work over at the Lockdown Sports Minnesota Network. One more plug, too. If you haven't already, you got to go check out Ben Beacon over on the Lockdown Wolves podcast as well. He's Tyler Metcalf. I'm Luke Inman on Twitter, at Luke underscore Spinman. Until next time, signing out. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.